Arkansas Row Crops Radio, providing up-to-date information and timely recommendations on row crop production in Arkansas. Welcome to the Weeds or Wild podcast series as a part of the Arkansas Row Crops Radio. My name is Jason Norsworthy and I'm a weed scientist with the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. Today I'd like to talk to you about the current status of herbicide-resistant weeds in Arkansas rice, and next week Dr. Tommy Butts is going to follow with a podcast on the control options for each of the weeds that I highlight today. I think many on this podcast would agree, and also based on the survey work that we've recently conducted, that barnyard grass is one of the most problematic weeds that we have in Arkansas rice. When we take a look at barnyard grass today, it has resistance to several herbicides that we typically use within rice. First, it's resistant to propanil, and that resistance was documented back in the late 1980s, early 1990s. And today, better than 50% of the samples that are sent in to me each year test positive for propanil resistance. Shortly after uh, finding propanil resistance, a lot of growers in Arkansas switched over to quinclorac or facet, and today we also have widespread resistance to this herbicide, and similar to what we see for propanil, better than 50% of the samples that I screen each year test positive for quinclorac resistance. One thing I want everyone to realize when we talk about quinclorac or facet is that the herbicide while it's not effective on a resistant population from a post-emergent standpoint, it still does have utility from a residual standpoint. And it's not uncommon for us to see a 60-70% control of a resistant biotype several weeks after we spray uh, quinclorac uh, from a pre-emergent standpoint or from a residual uh, use of that herbicide. So we still have some utility of that herbicide even on uh, resistant populations. The next herbicide to which we had resistance within the state was clomazone, and today we have about 10 fields uh, in the state of Arkansas for which we have clomazone resistance. A lot of folks ask me, why is it that we don't have widespread clomazone resistance like what we see with propanil, quinclorac, and some other herbicides? And I really think the reason is that we start out all of our acres with clomazone and then we begin to follow that with other herbicides. And in instances where we may have a clomazone resistant, um, a clomazone resistant barnyard grass, we do a very good job of then coming in and trying to control those and prevent seed production of those clomazone resistant biotypes. The next case of resistance that we found in the state was ALS. Uh, resistant barnyard grass. And when I say ALS resistance, that could be resistance to herbicides like Newpath, Preface, Beyond, Postscript, Regiment, Grasp, and even League. And today in the samples that we have come in, or in the last couple of years, we're seeing that about 40% of the samples will test positive for some type of ALS resistance. I want you to understand that 40% of the samples testing positive does not necessarily mean that 40% of the barnyard grass populations in the state are going to be resistant to the ALS chemistry. Instead, I think that number is probably going to be closer to somewhere between 10 and 15% of the barnyard grass that we have out across the state is probably going to have some type 
of ALS resistance within the field. I'm going to come more, um, back here in a moment. We're going to talk a little bit more about ALS resistance and what that means. Uh, after we found ALS resistance, uh, we then found some ACCase resistance within our barnyard grass populations. Uh, we have resistance to herbicides like Clencher, uh, Rice Star, and uh, Provisia. And what we have seen in the last couple of years is that the amount of resistance that we have in the samples that are sent in to us is generally less than 10%. So overall, I would contend today that the ACCase inhibitors have a tremendous amount of utility still on a lot of barnyard grass populations across the state, even though there are some resistance uh, that does exist within this weed. Uh, the last herbicide for which we have barnyard grass resistance is going to be uh, fluoroproxifen benzyl or loyant. Uh, again, loyant was herbicide that was commercialized in 2018. And what we quickly saw was that we had some populations scattered across the state uh, that did uh, lead to failure of this herbicide. Now I want to come back in and, and talk a little bit about these ALS inhibitors because a question that I commonly get from a lot of folks is, well, when we find that we have some ALS resistance in the field, does that mean that barnyard grass is going to be non-responsive to all of the ALS herbicides that we have at our disposal uh, in rice? And the answer to that is not always. When we look at the herbicides that we have uh, for use, ALS herbicides for use on uh, barnyard grass, we have herbicides like New Path and Preface, Beyond Postscript. These are imidazolinone herbicides. We also have Regiment, which is a pyrimidine denyl thiobenzoate herbicide. And then we have Grasp, a trizolopyrimidine herbicide. And lastly, we have League, which is a sulfonylurea herbicide. So these are four different families of ALS herbicides that are available in rice for the control of barnyard grass. What we've seen in our research is that sometimes when we have resistance to a new path or beyond, sometimes that is also going to result in resistance to herbicides like regiment and grass, but, but not always. Now, in my barnyard grass screening program, we currently only screen against the ALS herbicide uh, new path. And with that said, we don't really understand whether we have resistance to regiment or resistance to grass when we have an ALS resistant population that has been confirmed resistant to new path. So what I would tell growers across the state is there is some likelihood that if new path is not working, beyond is not working because of ALS resistance, there is a good likelihood that regimen and grasp will not work. However, we cannot say with certainty that that's the case. And really, it depends upon the mutation within the ALS gene and what the substitution is within that gene as to uh, whether we're going to have resistance to all ALS herbicides or just certain ALS herbicides. The best way of going about and kind of putting this in layman's terms or giving an example of this is if we look at STS soybean. Many folks would be familiar with STS soybean and you understand that we could spray permit 
or halosulfuron, which is a sulfonylurea over the top of that STS soybean. So that soybean has some ALS resistance within it. If we spray imidazolinones over that, that crop, uh, also soybean is naturally tolerant to uh, herbicides, uh, the imidazolinone herbicides such as New Path and beyond. But if we drift regimen or grasp over the top of those beans or even spray a 1x rate of regimen or grasp over an STS soybean, it's going to result in death of that soybean. In other words, we don't have tolerance to all ALS herbicides, even though there's a mutation within that crop that allows sulfonylurea herbicides to be used over the top of an STS soybean. So with that, again, just be mindful that just because you get back a result from the sampling, the screening that uh, we conduct each year, and it says you have ALS resistance to new path, that does not necessarily mean regiment and grasp are non-effective on that barnyard grass population. Also want to touch on glyphosate. We have a lot of interest in using glyphosate in our burn down. We screen against bar, uh, glyphosate uh, in the barnyard grass samples that are submitted each year. And to date, we found no resistance to glyphosate. But what we've definitely seen over the last several years is an increase in the re reduced sensitivity of these populations to uh, glyphosate. Again, we don't have what I would consider field level resistance to date. But I can say with a high degree of certainty that there are barnyard grass populations out there that are going to require repeat applications of glyphosate if we're going to have effective control of them within the field. I want to now move on to the second most problematic weed of flooded rice in Arkansas. And I'm going to put these together as a group of weeds and we're going to call these the ALS resistant sedges. Uh, within this group, we're talking about weeds like yellow nut sedge, rice flat sedge, and even small flower umbrella sedge, which appears to be an increasingly common weed uh, here in Arkansas rice. When we take a look at the use of clomazone on most of our acres, really to set up the initial grass control, what that's leading to is an increase in the occurrence of sedges. Sedges are extremely tolerant to clomazone on the front end. And for that reason, in most rice fields across the state, we're going to have some sedge that exists and we're going to have to control that sedge if we're going to be successful in managing, managing it in rice. Permit or halosulfuron has been a mainstay in rice for many years now. And as a result of overusing that herbicide or using that herbicide repeatedly for the control of rice flat sedge and small flower umbrella sedge, today we have populations that are resistant to permit or halosulfuron as well as league, which is imazosulfuron. Rice flat sedge today, about 50% of the rice flat sedge populations that I find across the state of Arkansas are going to be resistant to the ALS chemistry. Uh, same for small flower umbrella sedge. Actually, I'd say it's probably better than 50% of the populations are going to have some resistance to uh, the ALS herbicides. 
Just want to note that we have now found in the state a couple of populations of yellow nut sedge that have ALS uh, resistance. Uh, these are extremely sparse. Overall, I do think that herbicides like Permit, uh, Gambit, Permit Plus, League, uh, these are herbicides overall that are going to still be very effective on yellow nut sedge, but there are some populations, a couple of populations in the state for which we have confirmed resistance. I want to move on now to weedy rice. Uh, weedy rice is the third most problematic weed of flooded rice uh, in Arkansas. Really, with weedy rice, it's all about the ALS resistance that we find. And in the samples that I screen on a yearly basis, uh, we see that about 95% of those weedy rice samples that are sent in will test positive for ALS resistance. And this would be resistance to herbicides like New Path, uh, Beyond, Preface, uh, Postscript. I want everyone to understand that if you were not effective in controlling weedy rice in a clear field system where New Path and Beyond were used, switching to a full page system and the use of Preface and Postscript is not an effective option for the control of ALS resistant uh, weedy rice. Uh, if you have resistance, you're going to have to think about switching over to a system centered around the Provisia trait or Provisia rice. And then another option that we have in 2021 is the use of Gowan's new herbicide called Rogue. We have a Section 18 that was granted for Arkansas for the 2021 growing season. And we're going to be able to use Rogue in water-seeded system only, water-seeded rice only, on about 25,000 acres across the state. So if you have some interest in trying to control ALS-resistant weedy rice or uh, weedy rice that's not resistant to herbicides in a conventional system or in a clear field system, uh, give Gowan a call uh, if you have some interest in the use of Rogue. The, third, the, the fourth weed that I want to mention today is the second most problematic weed of uh, fur irrigated rice, and that is Palmer amaranth. Today, we have 99% of our Palmer amaranth populations in Arkansas are, A, are ALS resistant, just meaning herbicides like New Path and Beyond are not going to have any activity. A herbicide like League is not going to be an effective option. We also have PPO resistance uh, throughout most of the rice producing counties uh, in Arkansas. If the PPO herbicides are still working, you ought to consider yourself extremely fortunate. And if they are working, I would suggest that you try to rotate in some other herbicides. Consider some alternative herbicides like Loyant, which, are very, which is very effective on Palmer amaranth. If you're in an area where 2,4-D is not restricted, considering using 2,4-D in rice. If you're going to catch Palmer amaranth early, what we've seen is Grandstand plus Propanil can be a very effective option. And in most instances, if you follow that again with Loyant, uh, it can be very effective. But you need to be mindful, if you have PPO-resistant Palmer amaranth, you're going to see no post-emergence activity out of herbicides like Sharpen and Ultra Blazer. And Sharpen is going to provide very limited residual control of PPO-resistant Palmer amaranth. Lastly today, I just want to mention Pennsylvania Smartweed. A few years ago, I confirmed a Pennsylvania smartweed population a few miles north of the Arkansas state line, 
in southern in a southern Missouri rice field, and it was confirmed resist, resistant to regimen. We now have another population this year that was confirmed resistant to regiment from Jackson County uh, rice field. So we have a population in Arkansas for which we're confident we have resistance. It's not only resistance to regiment, but we also have seen that we have resistance to gambit on this resistant population. There are some other populations of smart wheat across the state that we have some concern about. However, it's been very difficult to get uh, Pennsylvania smart weed seed to germinate in the greenhouse and get a good evaluation of some of these populations for resistance. What I would tell you is if you have ALS resistance or again the ALS chemistry is not working, consider switching over to propanil plus basagran and apply that early, and in most instances, you're going to need a sequential application of the propanil plus basagran if you're going to have success on Pennsylvania smartweed. Again, I appreciate you joining me today for this podcast, and I ask that you please join us next week uh, to listen to Dr. Butts talk about some effective control programs for the weeds that I've highlighted today. And again, thanks for joining this episode of the Weeds our wild podcast series on the arkansas row crops radio arkansas row crops radio is a production of the university of arkansas system division of agriculture for more information please contact your local county extension agent or visit uaex.edu